0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Delonado, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Delonato, featuring Grand Canyon University golf coach Michael Schloom. Michael, welcome.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be on here and hopefully uh, can share any pieces of wisdom maybe i've learned from other people much smarter than myself so uh, (laughs) absolutely man well you know every golfer has got you know every golfer has a
0: story you know you're a coach currently now but before you know you had you know your playing career and stuff like that so you know i'm just really interested in all that but how have things been lately you know i know it's summertime right now for you kind of you know just getting with the recruiting and stuff how have things been just now lately
1: yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I I love it. It's a great time of year. Um, obviously, I, I enjoy being around the guys much more. Uh, the coaching aspect, obviously, the competitive aspect. Oh yeah, tournaments. Uh, that's that's what it's all about, really. But uh, this this summer kind of brings their own challenges, own excitement. I actually just got back from two weeks in Europe doing a oh, wow. trip over there. Yeah, exciting was in Germany, uh, and then spent a few days at St Andrews in uh, wow. Scotland and then over to Ireland for about a week. So it was it was an unbelievable experience. It really is the best job in the world. I'm mean, yeah. really grateful to be doing it. And you meet some awesome people along the way and get to see some great golf too. So That's it's just awesome. a win-win all around.
0: Yeah. I mean, geez, getting around, you know, I've had a few coaches on before you and, you know, it's definitely intense. So, um, but we'll get straight to the first question. Where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf, man?
1: Yeah, so I'm from Seattle, Washington, originally, um, and I, I don't remember a time when I didn't have a club in my hand, <laughs> Yeah, I see pictures of me as a two-year-old, I think, with little plastic clubs, and, and even before that, they tell me, so I've always grown up, I played all different types of sports growing up, played soccer, basketball, tennis, uh, Yeah. none of them very well, and baseball, <laughs> I halfway <see>. decently, uh, <laughs> but golf was always just a game I loved. You know, the thing about golf that just always has attracted me to the game and continues to is, you know, you can never master it. You can always get better. um, Absolutely. In every aspect of the game, too. And, you know, it leaves you shaking your head no matter if you shoot two under. Gosh, I could have shot three or four. Right, right. It's a frustrating game, but that's why we love it, too. It's It's a challenge and it's, I think, the best game to be a part of.
0: Absolutely I couldn't agree more man but you know it's it's really interesting because there's a lot of you know I've had a lot of people that Multi sport athletes, you know, they're not just strictly golf and that's like it, you know. But Mm. um, you know, it's really interesting to kind of just hear that, you know, you played a majority of sports, but golf was always something that you you were attracted to and knew that you had a passion for. Um, and I mean, as you got older and you were kind of going into your high school years, were you were you playing, you know, multiple sports in high school, or was it just golf in high school? I mean, kind of talk about your high school years a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I would have loved to play baseball. Well, that's the same season as golf. Right, right. And yeah. so I played tennis. I was a four-year varsity starter in tennis. That's my yeah. other claim to fame. That really doesn't mean anything, but <laughs> I can still pick up a racket, you know, and and be somewhat competitive. Yeah, uh, which is it's nice to have. Uh, but no, golf was always my main focus. And we had a really competitive team. Really enjoyed my time there. Played for an amazing coach who awesome. I actually just played golf with this morning. Oh, uh, awesome! That's awesome. So. Yeah, we just stayed very close, played also with a teammate of mine, and we had a really great relationship and learned so much from uh, Coach Vaughn. Uh, he was just a student of the game himself. He's got some amazing stories. He's been around some of the world's best players, and he just had a passion for you know sharing that with us. And that's yeah. something that, because I've learned from some amazing coaches like him, and I just felt that that was something I could see myself doing down the road and trying to pass that along. Yeah. So that, that was really the the best part of my high school experience was having a coach like him. And, you know, I, I did actually go to the same high school as Freddie Couples, grew up at the same home course as him. Gotcha. So we had a little, some history there. We had a really good program. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, I love the game and, and I was always a student of the game.
0: That's awesome, man. You know, and it's really great to have like a competitive high school team, because I've had some people that say, I, you know, you know, they're on their high school team and people don't really care as much, but it's great that you had that competitiveness in your coach and, you know, just everything around you seemed like it was very, you know, golf oriented and that you were kind of in the right place to be playing high school golf and stuff. Um, But it's really interesting that, you know, you, you played tennis a little bit, you know, you played the four years in high school. Um, You know, what was that kind of balancing, I guess, tennis and golf, you know, what was that like playing both of those?
1: Yeah I guess for me it was just tennis would get in the way of uh, golf sometimes I would, <laughs> yeah. you know I'd be on the court thinking you know after a double fault, gosh I wish I just was practicing today but <laughs> yeah. um, no I, it was it, it's good to have another outlet though too I think a lot yeah. of times especially nowadays you know kids are forced to specialize a little bit too much uh-huh. and to see a well-rounded not to say I was a well-rounded athlete by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> but, uh, to have a well-rounded athlete I think that's uh, really beneficial for a team and, and for a player to get that experience especially on a team sport um, you know golf's obviously a team sport in college but it's still you know individualistic and yeah. I think guys having that background you know just that other hand-eye coordination I think it's very valuable I think that's something that you know younger guys can pick up on too.
0: Absolutely and you know it's funny because you know I had Coach Walton on the podcast and he says you know whenever he's looking at players he likes you know, the multi-sport, you know, athletes as they were Absolutely. growing up. So it's kind of interesting. I'm getting the feel of that a little bit with you. You know, that's that's really interesting that you guys kind of share that, you know, with the coaching aspect of it. Um, but, I mean, you you played in high school. You I'm sure you played in some junior tournaments outside of high school. Maybe just kind of talk about what your junior career was like. Did you travel a lot in tournaments, or did you kind of stay local to the Seattle area?
1: Yeah, you know, I didn't travel as much as I probably should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think to get recruited, especially out of the Pacific Northwest, it yeah. helps if you have a little more exposure, right? in those AJGA events and
0: right and
1: getting out a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not to say, you know, you need to play in those events to get yeah. noticed either. If you're good enough and you're working hard enough, your, your reputation is going to get you somewhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I don't think you need to be spending all that money. Um, obviously it does help in the recruiting process and of yeah. course as a coach, you know, we're looking on. AJGA rankings and stuff but uh it, unfortunately you know hopefully kids aren't getting priced out of junior golf and right and that's something you know I, like I said I wish i played a little bit more mm-hmm. national events and, and those mm-hmm. types of things but yeah. played mostly WJGA events and uh PNGA so some yeah good, we have some really good tours up in the northwest and had plenty of really successful players come out well, absolutely Ford, I mean just there's a lot of guys that have come out of the the rainy Seattle weather and but, uh, it, it makes you tougher too
0: absolutely I mean you're playing in these conditions that you know not a lot of people I know in California that's where I grew up you know you don't get as much rain as you do in Seattle so I mean yeah it's it, and I've had a you know a couple of players you know Joe Highsmith from you know Washington yeah. area I mean he's a really good player too there's a lot of good players coming okay. out of Washington area but uh, RJ yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, I'm really glad that you kind of spoke on, you know, your hope that junior golfers aren't getting priced out. Because, I mean, those AHA tournaments and all that travel, man, I mean, it gets expensive. And I never played in those. So, I I mean, those things are intense.
1: Yeah, it is. That's one of my biggest kind of pet peeves with the whole process. You know, I think even just the greens fees now, it's it's oh, yeah. really a bummer seeing junior golfers not being able to get heavy discounts on Greens fees. I think they've got some programs that are great that they're starting to you know, incorporate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, youth on course is one. Yeah. Um, but we really should be making sure that that junior golf is affordable. Um,
0: Absolutely. And, you know,
1: we can talk about there's plenty of stuff going on right now as far as big money in golf. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. Absolutely. And now PGA yeah. announcing that they're going to throw a lot more money at the top guys, but yeah. I, I really hope that we don't lose the perspective of what really growing the game means. And that's a bottom-up approach and yeah. really hoping that the you know junior golfers get a little bit of investment too.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Really glad that you're bringing this stuff up. Um, and then, I mean, as your junior crew was, com- was going on and you, you're coming to the end of your high school career, I mean, I know you right after high school you went to Redlands and you know you weren't playing college golf or Redlands yet you know were you you know as you were in high school were you going through the recruiting process was college golf a thought to you or were you just kind of like eh, I'll just go oh, to school
1: sure. yeah no so I always knew like my goal was just to be playing okay golf, yeah you know college golf in the southwest where, gotcha. fun, yeah. where I could play all the time I yeah. was a range rat. I really worked hard on my game. Uh, probably didn't work on the right things, which really held me back, and gotcha. gave me some good perspective now as a coach. Yeah, looking back on the mistakes I made, but I definitely put in the time. So I knew that I just wanted to be somewhere sunny where I mm-hmm. could have those resources, just the weather. Um, yeah, you know, where I could be out there practicing all the time i did i ended up at redlands uh division three mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. where i was planning on playing but uh, to be honest with you i was you know, 17 i really wasn't in a great spot and i still had a lot of maturing to do gotcha. and um it was uh, it's actually an interesting story the night before our first tournament uh, my grandfather who i spoke about earlier who got yeah. me into the game of golf yeah uh, passed away actually oh
0: wow sorry and about i that. dealt
1: with it terribly i you know i first of all i didn't tell my coach or any of my teammates and uh just kind of like it was bottling up inside and couldn't sleep that night and i think you know we had a five o'clock alarm or something i got to yeah. sleep like 2 2 30 and oh my gosh wow. I straight up slept through my alarm for mm-hmm. a oh, wow. golf tournament. oh wow oh yeah it's a it's an embarrassing story to tell but it was you know it's also 10 years ago and i learned a lot from those experiences Uh, and yeah I I really believe that everything happens for a reason and it made me a much better person looking back at it like I said but uh, I ended up getting kicked off the team and um you know obviously I could have handled that a lot better should have and you know I needed um I was lucky enough to transfer to a junior college where I had a coach really just take me under his wing and he was a grandfather figure to all of us I mean he did anything he could to make us not just better golfers but yeah people more well-rounded people uh at the age you know 18 19 years old that's kind of what you need especially when you're not achieving your goals straight away Uh, i get you yeah everybody wants to be in division one golf playing the top program but right we all get some setbacks too and i think it's how you deal with those setbacks that really define you and Mm -hmm. um yeah and it really is important to have a good mentor coach figure there
0: yeah, absolutely, and you know, and it's great that you know, coach over at the College of the Desert, you know, kind of took you under your wing. How did that relationship start with you know the coach over there? Did you know him prior to kind of going into Redlands, or was it just kind of you know you, you were kind of looking to transfer and you got in contact with him? I mean, how did that relationship start with coach there?
1: Yeah, you know, I didn't actually know him. He just had an amazing reputation. He gotcha. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, he actually passed a couple of years ago as well, but. Gotcha. I still you know, talk about him with, with some other uh, junior college coaches and, and yeah. people in the industry. And he was just a legend in golf. I mean, he was, he was in there for, I think 40 years. And wow. Uh, like I said, he did everything he could for his players. And so somebody was telling me about him and it's in Palm Springs, right? Yeah.
0: So was, oh yeah. It was, golf an amazing around there.
1: Place. it was a place I was familiar with. My grandparents had a place there and awesome. some amazing golf. I think, some of the best golf in the world really yeah 100 courses within 10 mile radius it's insane it really is it's it's perfect yeah I I saw again that was a place where I knew I could take my classes a lot of them online and just put in the hours and I said after a year and a half here I'm going to play division one golf
0: there you go I just
1: set my mind to that and I was lucky enough to have the right people around me and the resources to make that happen
0: Gotcha. I mean, just kind of what was it like playing junior college golf? I mean, I, I've been there. I know what it's like playing junior college golf. But for the listeners out there, maybe just, you know, people that are maybe, you know, looking to after high school, play junior college golf. Maybe just give a little insight on what junior college golf was like for you.
1: Well, first of all, it, I really think it's a great option for a lot yeah. of people. Oh, you yeah. Think about it in high school and you think it's beneath you. Right. That's that's usually kind of the way we look at it. And I think that's unfortunate because not only can you save quite a bit of money, it's, it's a much cheaper option, Oh yeah. but you have the opportunity to really focus on your golf game, be one of the better players either on your team, but in the region. So you get, you get a lot of confidence and like I say, you can spend that time and hopefully if you have the right coach there, you get a lot of one-on-one time as well. Right. So I I think it is a good option. And there are plenty of guys that, that get really good offers at really good programs coming out of junior college. Yeah. Uh, So like I said, it's something I don't think that should be overlooked either.
0: Absolutely. No, I don't think you could have said any better. I mean, it's definitely significantly cheaper. I know my parents really appreciated me going to play junior college golf. And, uh, but, I mean, some of the best times being with teams and you're traveling. I mean, I, we used to do day trips in the vans. I mean, yeah. they were great times. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, those experiences in playing junior college golf, you know, like you said, it, it, it is overlooked and it, you think, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to go play junior college. I'm going to go to a four year. I'm going to play D1, right. you know, but junior college golf can be the time of your life, you know?
1: And I, I think the other thing it does, too, is it, it humbles you a little bit. And oh, and yeah. You know, bringing up those stories about being on the van it, it oh brings yeah you back a little bit you get an appreciation and a sense of gratitude for what it's all about right you're yeah. not getting the the free clubs or the five dozen balls every two weeks right you go to a tournament you get a sleeve of balls and yeah. uh you're, you're very grateful to have that you get a couple polos you get a you know, pair yeah. of pants and a belt like you you become much more grateful for those little things and, and that's a huge impact on you too it makes a huge difference
0: Absolutely, man. And I'm really glad that you touched a little bit on your junior college career. I think it's really interesting. But, um, and then, like you said, you know, after your time playing junior college golf, you wanted to transfer, play division one golf, and you did that, you know, you transferred to Grand Canyon University, you played there to your remaining years of college, your college career. Kind of talk about, you know, the transfer process from junior college golf to division one golf at GCU? Kind of what was that like? And were there anything that you had to kind of adapt to or maybe get used to transferring to GCU?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there's the saying, of course, you're the, the big fish in a small pond and now yeah. you're a, a small fish in a big pond. <laughs> yeah. And so the first thing, you know, your confidence goes a little bit, at least mine did. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, a golf is so much about confidence. Right. Uh, so hopefully you don't lose that as you take the next step up. But to be honest, yeah, I did you know, lose a little bit of confidence straight away, seeing being around much you know, different competition. I, mean, I was used to winning tournaments, being the best player on the van, yeah, to um, you know having to play really well to get on the plane. Yeah, so it's it's a definitely a different atmosphere for sure, but that's what it's all about. I mean, you want to be around the best competition. Yeah. it's a test, right? If you're if you're going to make it at the highest level, mm-hmm. you can't be afraid of that, and um, you got to embrace all the competition, no matter what it is.
0: Absolutely. I mean, just, yeah, it's totally different. And especially like, like you said, you know, the big, you know, big fish in a little pond, now you're a little fish in big pond, you know, everybody's good at the division one level. And now, you know, like you said, you're competing with your teammates just to get on the plane. I mean, there's a huge difference, but I mean, it's only going to make you a better player. And I mean, Um, you know, just kind of take us maybe through, you know, what your years were like at GCU. I know you said, you know, you lost a little bit of confidence, but you know, you still were playing at a division one program that had, you know, the amenities, you know, all the stuff that comes along with being, you know, a division one athlete. I mean, just maybe touch a little bit on your experiences as being a division one athlete when you were playing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, the amenities, I mean, that's what attracted me to GCU. Um, again, yeah. I, I knew I was going to put in the hours and I was just looking for the facilities and, and the weather. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's what GCU had to offer. We're a oh, yeah. program. We still are. Um, and, but we've got some amazing facilities. we got the range, we got the course, uh, 10 minutes from campus that we can get tee times when we need them. Yeah. Uh, we've got great putting green, a wedge game area. So everything that you need to be successful is right there Mm -hmm. and that it's really exciting of course then being able to travel to had some great experiences going to different tournaments myself yeah um so the i think the perspective is so important as well that once you get to that level even if you are a top player out of high school or international player you, you still have some amazing opportunities and we're so lucky to have those
0: Right. Absolutely, man. And I mean, yeah, I love the way you're, you know, you're talking about, you know, the program and the amenities and your experiences, because it's just really great insight for people that are listening to this and people that are potentially wanting to play college golf. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really appreciate just everything you're talking about here, man. Um, And then whenever your college career was kind of coming to an end and it was time, you know, to plan after college. I mean, what what was your plan after, you know, playing at GCU? Was it getting straight into coaching or did you want to turn pro? or was it just like you know i'm just gonna get a regular job and see how that
1: goes yeah you know of course i think throughout my experience i'm always telling myself yeah i'm gonna turn pro after and uh, i i did i had some caddying experience in uh, some amateur tournaments for yeah. guys like minwoo lee and cameron davis that yeah the firsthand and yeah um you know i i just had to be honest with myself and say I've beaten, I've played with Cam probably ten or twenty times, and I might have beaten him once or twice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's a tough ask, right? So <laughs> I get you. Uh, you know, I, I knew I could probably try to grind away at the mini tours, maybe make a couple cuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, lose the money. Yeah, and be a donator, and it, you know, it's a it's obviously a ton of fun. But I, I did want to get into finance. I, I love finance and the economy and the stock market. So I did end up taking a finance job straight out of college, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which, which I enjoyed, you know, it was something If I had to take a desk job, you know, if I was going to go away from golf, that Mm -hmm. was, that was something that I really wanted to do. Yeah. And after about a year and a half doing it, I realized that, yeah, you know, the pay might be good and, and it is a fun industry, but really it's so much more rewarding being out there on the golf course and
0: absolutely and
1: helping, helping guys being a mentor and um so I, I did end up making the change after about a year and a half of mm-hmm. doing that yeah um but again that's another thing that gave me great perspective is gosh i'm sitting behind a computer for 60 hours a week yeah i'd rather be shooting 80 on the golf course. right, than right. i'd rather miss a three-footer right now <laughs> so, gotcha. um yeah there's there's you gain a lot of perspective i think as as those times go on
0: Absolutely, you know, and that's what I'm kind of, you know, that's, it's hard to take the golf out of a golfer, you know, and whenever you're not having some involvement with golf, it's just you're thinking about golf. And so I totally understand with what you're saying. And, uh, but you you live and you learn, you know, everything happens for a reason, like you said, you know, and you kind of found that appreciation for it. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's really interesting to kind of hear just that you had the realization, you know, like you said, you caddied for, you know, guys like Cameron Davis, Min Woo Lee, and a couple of yeah. events, just kind of talk about those experiences a little bit and just kind of seeing their games firsthand, you know, just what those experiences were like. And as you said, you know, you kind of realize, you know, okay, maybe it's not really for me, you know, what were some of those things that maybe you realized?
1: yeah yeah well the first thing you realize uh, being around those top players and well so i guess i'll backtrack I, I had the opportunity to do that because um i was living in sahali uh sahali golf club beautiful yeah. beautiful country club still i think my favorite course that i've ever played yeah and they have a tournament the sahali players championship every year and it's the top amateurs in the world that. Come oh out. yeah yeah so you can just look up and down the range ton of different swings some guys hit it 280, some guys hit it 330, but yeah. the one constant that they all have is they all have great short games, uh-huh. and that's something that you have to have at the highest level, you got to be able to get up and down from anywhere, right, uh, so that's the first thing I noticed, and then directly with Cam and, and Min, there's a separation between, you know, those average, just high-level amateurs, and then the guys that you look at, and you say, oh, this guy's going to be playing on TV, and, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to win a major, and yeah. I, I said that about cam after just watching him for a couple of rounds. And I still think he'll win a major here in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, But the the difference there was the way they approach the game, the way they think about the game, the way they walk, uh, the things they do off the golf course. Those are the things that really separate them. So I think it's the preparation. Um, I think that it's a lot less on the golf swing. I think Mm -hmm. we get caught up on worrying about mechanics so much, but more about, um, the strategy, right, course management, and then the, emotion, the emotional maturity that those guys have on the course. Yeah, uh, and that's a huge separator.
0: We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolanato is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world, and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach. Phil Canyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or a green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Huge. I mean, I. I'm so glad that you brought up that a lot of people get caught up in the mechanics because there's yeah. so many people they got, you know, it's great to have, you know, your launch monitors and everything out there and everything yeah. like that. But I mean, sometimes it's like, it's not the physical golf swing of it. It's the kind of the mental and the internal part of yourself that sometimes Absolutely. and uh, but yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up, but it's so cool that you're able to have those experiences you know, with Cameron Davis, Minwoo Lee, look at them now. I mean, that's just really cool to be able to have those experiences. And you're now an assistant golf coach at Grand Canyon University, just finished up your first season with them. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about everything that you've learned in your first year at Grand Canyon University with the guys. And I'm just really curious about how your first season
1: went. Yeah, no, it was awesome. You know, it's, it really is the best job in the world. I love it. Obviously being on the course all the time and, and traveling some great experiences and memories that last a lifetime. And so I'm extremely grateful for that, but I think the most rewarding part and really why you should hopefully be getting into coaching is that you can make an impact on these guys' lives off the course as well. Yeah. And even though, you know, there might not be a huge age gap between us, I think that I am able to pass along just some things, like I said earlier that I've learned from guys that are much smarter and much better at golf than I am too. Um, (laughs) And so I, I think that's what I enjoy the most about it is just building those relationships. And I think also the things that you learn off the course that make you a more well-rounded person yeah. translate on the golf course. Absolutely. And I think that's something that I try to get across as much as possible, that really how you do anything is how you do everything.
0: Absolutely. One, especially with the balance that you need with college golf and the oh, academic yeah. side of it. I mean, it's. Yeah it's a huge balance i mean a lot of people think oh you play college golf you must just play a lot of golf like there's not that's not the case like you do play a lot of golf but hey you gotta you gotta focus just as hard in the classroom and like you said Absolutely. things that are translating in you know off the golf course are going to translate into your work ethic on the golf course and through yep. your practice routine so
1: really great yeah, stuff. I, mean, I think you find some of the top players are also the top performers in the classroom and yeah. that's just because they go about their business they know that If I fall behind in school, that's going to take away from golf. And I should just be disciplined in everything I do, whether it's something I want to do or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's parts of your game that you might not love practicing. Right. But those are the places, areas of your game that you should be doubling down on, on your practice. Yeah. And so if you're able to do that in the classroom and subjects that you don't like, I think that's a great lesson for, you know, I wish I took to heart a little bit more in high school. And I think it's something for high school players to really realize is, You know, even the fact that if you make your bed in the morning, that translates to golf. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It sounds ridiculous. But uh, again, these are lessons from people much smarter than myself or Navy SEALs talk about it all the time. It's really the little things that you do that add up to making you that well-rounded student athlete like you're talking about.
0: Absolutely. When, I mean, Hey, the equivalent to making your bed can be cleaning your golf clubs. You know, it's yeah, just, absolutely. It, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, that can translate in, you know, I'm really, and it's really cool that you're able to, you went through, you know, your career, your journey and, you know, college golf and your experiences and the things that you've learned and things that you felt you could have done better. You're able to help these guys that are coming on the team now and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, I've been there, done that, you know, and you're just, tr- you're trying to, it's almost like they're your child. Like, you know, you want to, you want to try and do everything in the best way possible for them. And, you know, it's just really interesting that you're able to do this for your job. And I think it's just really cool, man. It's really, No,
1: it is. And it's, it's like, they really are. I mean, they get so much of your attention. You know, I'm at the course probably 60 hours a week, but I'm always thinking about how I can be a better coach, better mentor, a better caddy verbiage I can use differently. Yeah. Uh, They, it, it is, I don't know what being a parent's like, but I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty similar. It, it definitely, it's, it's like a younger brother, for sure, that yeah. you're always trying to help and just doing what's right by the guys.
0: That's, Absolutely. That's really
1: what matters at the end of the day.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, we're heading to the next section of the show. I like to call the ham and egg section. Uh, This is just some more for fun questions, just to kind of get to know you, your coaching career a little bit more, maybe just kind of what your goals are for your future. But the first one I have here kind of relates to that, that parent kind of parent child relationship we're talking about. Um, You know, what's it like kind of being the parent figure to these players on the team when they come to GCU? I mean, kind of maybe take us through your duties as an assistant golf
1: coach throughout the week. Yeah, sure. No, that's a great question. I think the first part, being a mentor, that's something that, you know, you don't take lightly. It's something that is is definitely very important. There's a quote I saw the other day. It's uh, a coach does more impact on a young person's life in one year than, than most people do in a lifetime. And that's something that, you know, like I said, that's that should be the reason you get into coaching. Yeah, it's awesome competing. And, uh, you know, we want them to become the best golfer possible. We want to see them win on the PGA Tour and you know hopefully be in the hall of fame one day but really the of all the kids and young men that you know you're able to come into contact with and hopefully make an impact on you want to see them become just a more well-rounded person and once they get to the tour hopefully like i say they're winning they're known as one of the good guys on the tour you know somebody Mm -hmm. that gives back to the community somebody that does it the right way Um, absolutely so yeah no like I said it's it's something that you don't take lightly and it's really the best part of the job
0: absolutely you know I think it is so cool that any conversation that I can get with a college coach is just it's just interesting I love hearing the passion that you specifically have and a lot of coaches have the passion I mean you kind of have to have like a almost like a like a parent kind of trait you got to have something you know what I mean I know you, you know you're not a parent yourself but it's almost like like you said, you know, it's probably pretty close, you know, yeah, it's probably pretty close to what it's like having a kid being a college golf coach. Um, I mean, it is just so cool. I love hearing these, this kind of insight and experiences that you're able to, you know, have with these players. Um, you know, maybe the, go, going back to maybe just like the schedule and week to week, yeah. what does it look like for kind of a, you know, obviously a player at GCU, you've been there as a player, but now you're an assistant coach. I mean, what are you doing to assist these players during the week just on any given week?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we, what we do and what coach Mueller's found that really works, uh, especially nowadays is we give them a little bit more freedom as players. So we've got our practice times that we want the guys there, but what you're doing is more up to the player. It's, you know, it's up to the individual. Some guys need to be working on the short game. Some guys need to be working on uh, getting off the tee a little bit better. Yeah. And so we're there to assist in any way possible. Um, so yeah, I've got my, you know, recruiting duties. We've got scheduling things that we've got to do and um, the paperwork side, administration stuff that, yeah. you know, maybe not the most fun parts of the job, but you yeah. know when the guys are around, whether it's playing nine holes with somebody who just wants a little friendly game, Yeah. Or it's, you know, helping somebody with their short game, getting a little chipping competition going. And we're just always around to be there uh, to help in any capacity possible. Uh Instead of I think the other method is, you know, giving guys a specific uh, practice plan and kind of jumping in, saying, working on those mechanics. And and that works for some guys. Some guys really want that. And I think we have that to offer, especially with our our volunteer assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, just played in the us open this was the second major of the year yeah pga club pro um that's awesome yeah he played in the pga championship and so he's got six starts lined up on tour next year so he's really there for maybe more of the technical side for any of the guys that want that Mm -hmm. and then we're really there to make sure it's a positive environment that you know they know they've got the support that they need yeah Um, because we do we've got some big goals for this program next year and over the next few years you know, we expect to be in regionals next year. We expect to give ourselves a chance to get to nationals. Yeah. And then, you know, five years from now, we expect to be consistently in nationals every year. Yeah. Uh, and so part of that's just building a really positive atmosphere. And we've got some amazing resources at GCU. And we just want to make sure that we can help facilitate, you know, their golf games to really get to the best of their abilities. Reach Absolutely. Their potential.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's a great kind of method to go about it. I mean, I think... I've had, you know, just conversations outside the podcast, even with coaches that kind of given their their players a little bit more freedom to maybe practice how they want, but mm-hmm. yet you still got to be disciplined with them. So, um, and it seems, I mean, GCU, Arizona, I mean, gosh, yeah. you want to talk about Palm Springs having a lot of golf. I mean, yeah. Arizona's got a ton of golf and I mean, it's great that the access you guys have to not only with their coaches and your volunteer assistant coach, but I mean, just the golf courses and everything. So.
1: Oh, there's some amazing courses down We're lucky to have our own, you know, course, like I said, where the guys will be playing all the time, but yeah. we're lucky to have access to some other really amazing places down there in the desert.
0: That is awesome, man. That is yeah. so cool to be. And, and just to be able to be an assistant coach. I mean, I mean, that's it. Being a coach at a division program's got to, like you said, it, it's the best, you know, best job out there. You know, you don't have to feel the pressure of hitting a shot, but yet you're feeling the pressure of being the coach. So, oh, yeah, um, you know, that's just really interesting. And it kind of keeps you in the competitiveness of golf. For, so, sure. Um, For sure. I'm sure that's adrenaline rush there,
1: too. Oh, it's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Next one I have here for you is, you know, whenever you're actually in, maybe it's just like a situational kind of question, but whenever you're with players walking with them during competition rounds, you know, mm-hmm. is there a process or like technique that you do with your players, or is it more like every player is different? I mean, kind of what it's a conversation like with
1: these players. Yeah, definitely. Every player is different. I think that's probably a common theme that you'll hear. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, one thing that we stay consistent in is, is the process. So we'll be going through pin locations the night before kind of draw up how we're going to attack maybe each hole. And that definitely varies player to player. If you've got a bomber with a great short game, send it, go for it in two on par fives. If you've got somebody with a world-class wedge game, who's, you know, a little shorter and maybe an accurate player, then we'll lay back on certain holes. Yeah. A guy likes to draw the ball, attacking, you know, back left pins. Somebody likes to fade it, obviously going for right pin. So it definitely changes a little bit. Um, Yeah. But the constant is playing smart, you know, aggressive where you have to and smart where you need to. Um, And then really just handling yourself well on the golf course. And so when I walk with the guy, I'll walk with him 18 holes. I think that's something, again, that I've learned from Coach McGraw talks about in his book. Yeah. Yeah. you know, that I think that helps quite a bit because you can see all the ups and downs in a round of golf, right? Uh-huh. You're going to see some great shots, there's going to be some highs, and then we're always going to hit a couple bad shots, even in a good round. And yeah. so those are the coaching moments that you can use after the, after the round, after the tournament to really work on, you know, making those weaknesses maybe a player's strength or at least just making them a more well rounded player. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a ton of value in that. And then the caddying aspect too is, Really just giving them the confidence they need over every shot. Right. That's something I'm working on, too, how I can, like I said earlier, word things differently on the course, um, become a better green reader, uh, you know, know their games a little bit better. Yeah, I think something I'm going to work on next year and early in the season is caddying for the guys, nine holes each back home yeah so, that'd be you know, cool they can just say oh, coach I'd rather you phrase it this way because so much about it you know the game as you know is yeah how you feel to stand over a ball I mean there's absolutely. times where you can look at a 30 footer and you know you're gonna make it
0: absolutely And there's
1: times you're over a four footer and you're it's... lucky what's up so, <laughs> you know just yeah. really being in a good mindset matters so much and if I can help them in any way with that that's what I that's what I love to do
0: Absolutely. And I think that's really cool that you, you know, you're wanting to go caddy for these guys, you know, for nine holes back home and stuff. And, you know, maybe they got a tournament or something and you, you know, you're able to go caddy for them. I think that's really great, man. I mean, and, you know, you're only a year into this. I mean, I can't imagine as you just go about, you know, your years in college golf, just everything that you're going to learn and absorb. I mean, it's just I'm really excited for you, man. And not only excited for yourself, but uh, just the players that will be able to come through and, you know, have the relationship and experiences with you directly. I think that's, I, you just hear the passion kind of in your voice, man. So uh, it, well, it's really you.
1: interesting. Love it's you. easy. You know, it's easy. We're on the golf course all the time. And we're like, I, I really do believe it's the best job in the world. Aside yeah. from, you know, if I was you know, a lot better, maybe playing, but uh, <laughs> yeah if, if you're not able to put on a green jacket to, you know, help somebody get there, is yeah, absolutely the best thing. So, yeah, it's it really is awesome. That's awesome, man. I love
0: hearing this stuff. It's so interesting. Um, next question I have here for you is maybe the junior golfers that are out there that are either in high school or they're in junior college or they're at just any university and they're looking to kind of just get some insight with, you know, maybe how you recruit players at GCU or what GCU is about you know is there kind of you know any any advice you'd give to your golfers out there that just to help them through the recruiting process
1: yeah absolutely so I think the things that we emphasize for us is, is short games and short memories yeah right? so you gotta have like I talked about earlier a world-class short game to play at the highest level and yeah coach Mueller that's something he always has emphasized is grind on your short games we've got really an amazing short game area behind the range it's reserved just for the team that's awesome and it uh, goes out about 50 60 yards we're actually renovating it right now it's going to be ready for the guys when they come back in and and sweet remember uh, yeah so we're excited about that but short games so important you, you really can't emphasize that enough mm-hmm. and then the second part of that short memories right yeah you got to have a short memory out there i mean it's fine to show a little bit of emotion but it's it's how you deal with that before your next shot you got to be able to get rid of it and then put all of your energy into your next shot right and that comes obviously with age experience perspective but I think the, the big thing is if you can have a sense of gratitude knowing that you're out there on the golf course competing whether it be in junior golf you know your parents are driving you making the sacrifices to make it happen you should be able, no matter if you shoot 66, 76, or 86, walk off that golf course, hold your head up high, sign your scorecard, take a deep breath and say, you know what? I played 18 holes of golf today. There you it go. could be a lot worse. There's, let's say there's what, 7 billion people in the world out there now, 6.999 would, you know, billion would trade places with you. Right. And, and once you have that perspective, that gratitude really makes it easier on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Make double bogey. Oh, well, water off a duck's back. Yeah. And that's something that the earlier you can get that and really incorporate in that golf game, the better off you're going to be.
0: Absolutely. And it's funny that you bring that up because after I graduated playing college golf and all this, and now that I'm out of college golf, it's like there's so many different ways I could have gone about it. And exactly what you're saying, if you can kind of buy into that, you know, what you want to call it mentality or kind of way of playing golf, I mean, it, it can open up a whole other level of skill for players. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing what just your mindset and mentality can do, you know, that short memory, kind of like you're talking about. I think that's great, man. That is really valuable stuff. And I think that if anybody can incorporate that, not even if you're just a junior golfer, just somebody yeah. that is looking to get better at golf. I mean, great stuff man really good well, I stuff. Think even
1: even the guys on tour talk about that sometimes yeah hey mm-hmm. we're out here playing golf yep. right. it's it's something like you say no matter how old you are there's still guys that are getting plenty upset on the golf course and oh yeah would you rather be working today or didn't you come
0: here <laughs> to have some fun so. exactly exactly man oh man that's great love that next question i have here for you is i mean now that you're on the coaching side I mean, do you get to play as much? Do you miss playing or is it just kind of like, you know, coaching gives you your fix and you're fine?
1: Yeah, no, I I get out there quite a bit, actually, with the guys, especially. So we got most of our guys like to play quite a bit. Um, Uh Yeah. And, you know, so Wednesday and Friday, we have classes in the morning, uh, Tuesday, Thursday in the evening and uh, Saturday, Mm -hmm. Sunday, Monday no class so it's a pretty good schedule for yeah that's the awesome guys especially guys that take classes online as well oh so yeah plenty of time for golf and mm-hmm. anytime there's three of them or just a guy by himself wanting to go out and play I'll jump out there and, and join them for nine holes and obviously I'm more focused on their games and seeing things that I can help them with but I'm happy to be out there and yeah. try to keep it around par if I can yeah make one birdie and try to limit my bogeys middle <laughs> yeah. the green middle of the fairway there you go. Uh, that and that kind of satisfies my competitive spirit you know, absolutely if I beat them every once in a while I don't, you know I'm yeah. doing all
0: right <laughs> doing all right there you go oh man that's my goal is
1: for really for them to always beat me so, yeah as yeah. a coach but uh you know you still got the competitive spirit and if, yeah. if I get it going get a few under I can I can you know, I just have some bragging rights for a couple of weeks.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until they come around and it's like, oh, okay. Then, yeah, <laughs> just
1: slide it up. Just thunder and
0: just, yeah. I get you, man. No, it's really interesting because most coaches, you know, they had a playing career before. So, and mm-hmm. it's tough to take the golf out of the golfer. So, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's always going to be there. Golf will always be there. And, yeah. Uh, but it's great to be able to tag along with the players every now and then and just, you know, maybe just kind of yeah. hang out with them, talk to them a little bit more. And uh, yeah you get to know players really well playing with them exactly. for you know, a few hours. So exactly. um, really great, man. Next one I have here for you is maybe for like, kind of you specifically your goals as a go- as a college golf coach, um, you know, do you like to set goals for yourself? You know, what is your future like maybe the next couple of years, maybe a few years after that, or are you just kind of focused on staying in the moment right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Obviously we've got goals for the guys and the program You know, career-wise, I'm not super career-oriented in, you know, where I want to make a move or I want to be a head coach in five, ten years. I'm really focused on just being the best coach I can be for the guys each and every day. Yeah, And kind of like my philosophy in recruiting, recruit through reputation. Mm -hmm. Anything that comes up down the road, I just want to be organic and just be known as hopefully a guy that does it the right way, Yeah, looks after his guys and Uh, Wants what's best for his players. And I I love Grand Canyon. I'm really grateful to be here. I I feel very fortunate to have gotten the position um, playing here under Coach Mueller and now working for him. Uh, We've got so many great resources here. It's exciting what we're building. And I really believe in the program. I believe in the, we've got a young team. We got all five guys who played in conference last year returning. Yeah. Some great pieces coming in. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to the next few years. This is a place I want to be. And, you know, down the road, obviously, you know, eventually you want to be a head coach, but I don't really mind if that's 10, 20 years down the road. I'm, I really am more focused, like you said, staying in the moment and um, doing what's right by the guys each and every day
0: absolutely man it's great and like i said earlier you can really hear the passion and you know the kind of coach that you are and you truly you know obviously you love being where you're at at gcu and you know it's really interesting and it's exciting for you guys because you're a really young team and you know you guys you guys have the same players for a while so you'll really able to you know develop these players and you know you guys will be hopefully you guys will be at the top you know in a few years from now
1: yeah and i got lucky too that assistant that left before me to take a head coaching job he's now at the University of Northern Colorado he did an amazing job getting some of these guys in yeah uh, we got some top players from all across the world international guys and uh, it's fun getting those international guys in you learn so much about not only them and their backgrounds but different cultures so yeah. I, i'm really excited about the pieces that we have already and then the pieces that we're bringing in Absolutely,
0: man. And it's it's so cool that you're able to go do recruiting in Germany and you're going to all these countries. And so I think that's just really cool, man. I mean, you're able to just the golf has taken you specifically in so many places. I think that's just really cool that golf can do that
1: as well. It is. It's a a great game.
0: It is. It sure is. Well, we're heading to the last question here, man. Um, You know, I kind of like to bring a full circle kind of people that, you know, that you've really looked up to or kind of helped you throughout your just your playing career coaching career everything but has there been kind of a person or group of people that have really inspired you to be the person slash golf where you are today
1: like you said that's that is why i got into coaching is because i've had so many great mentors over the years you know i spoke about my high school coach uh, my junior college coach and there's a group of guys up at my home course at jefferson park uh, first state golf club a bunch of older guys that were retired but i'd get dropped off after school or in the summer and I'd be up there till the streetlights came on. And they'd always <laughs> be around. They were students of the game themselves, and yeah, passing along some some great wisdoms and, and lessons. So I've been really fortunate to be around people that were willing to take me under their wing and kind of show me the ropes. And like I said, that that is why I ended up getting into coaching because I felt like I kind of owed it to them to pass along that kind of stuff. And then I think even deeper, you know, in reflecting on that you know, my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Um, They both, my grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side, they lost their entire family in the Holocaust. Wow. They came here with uh, two kids, my dad on the way. So three kids, no money, didn't know the language. And, you know, I just, you know, I really feel just fortunate to be here in the first place. And I think, you know, I think we do all have a purpose, Um, you know, and I think my purpose hopefully can just be to be an inspiration to these guys that I'm able to come into contact with. And like I said, very fortunate to be where I am and um, but all those mentors and people that have come before me, I, I really do owe it to them to be able to pass that along.
0: Absolutely, man. And I know yeah. there, it's hard, it's hard to specify you know uh bp you know a, a just certain person or a group of people because there's so much that can go into you yeah, know just villains, you it know? does yeah. it really does it really yeah. does but you know that's really cool to kind of hear you know the people that are in your circle and everything like that um you know just really excited for not only like i said not only yourself or your coaching crew, but also just the things at gcu that you're going to do and then your future wherever that takes you you know really excited for you man and i wish you nothing but the best
1: appreciate that yeah we're excited and uh you know thanks for having me on the podcast I think it's great for people to always be learning really I think that's a message that I would try to share you know learn from as many people with the experience and maybe you know made the mistakes that you want to avoid and you're having some great guests on having coach Walden I love that episode and yeah um coach Woodruff now yeah head coach. And yeah, you can learn from people like that. Coach McGraw has got a great podcast. Sorry to, yeah, uh, no, no. You, I know a
0: lot of people, a lot of people, uh, coach McGraw has helped coach Walton Gosh. and yeah, I mean, absolutely. he's touched a lot of people. So absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so just being able to use those resources that you're providing coach McGraw, there's plenty of books uh, out there as well, just for the younger people really learn as much as you can. Um, never stop learning. And uh, hopefully if I can pass along something today that helps one person, I, that, that's what it's all about.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, once again, you know, really glad to get you on the podcast here. Tell Thank your you. story. And like you said, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will listen to this and they'll learn a lot of stuff, man. You talked about a lot of great key information. Stuff that I wish I would have learned or knew whenever I was going through the recruiting process or looking to play when I was looking to play college golf. So great job, man. Really loved having you on the podcast. And uh, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Auto Coach. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. And I wish you guys nothing but the best at GCU.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Dylan.
0: Absolutely. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Auto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.